Welcome to the Speech Boutique Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to last week's episode where we discuss story time. If you haven't already, go back, take a listen. I hope you're hungry. Today, we are discussing mealtime. On today's episode, I am going to tackle one of the most common questions that I get from parents. How do I get my child to the table to sit and eat? The first thing I ask parents back is, what are your current routines, expectations, and rules around mealtime? This is really huge, guys. What I want you to do is to create a routine that encompasses mealtime. So first, you want to address pre-mealtime, mealtime, and post-mealtime. For preschoolers, the pre-mealtime routine should consist of a visual schedule that clearly outlines the three steps that will get them to the table to eat with ease. So you're going to take a little piece of paper, draw a small rectangle, and two lines. Now you have three squares. In the first square, you're going to put whatever chore or option you want them to do to help to assist with mealtime. So that could be you are responsible for getting the forks today, or can you put the cups on the table? Obviously with some support, but it gives them that independence and the option to participate and help with mealtime. The next box is going to be every time, wash your hands. We're going to create this expectation and rule that we wash our hands and that they're going to be clean in time for mealtime. So once their hands are washed, then you're going to draw a picture, the last box of the table or a plate. And the plate could include what you're going to have for dinner. So you may want to draw a little piece of broccoli, some chicken and some noodles or something like that so that they also know what they're going to eat for dinner. And you can explicitly say that to them. With this visual schedule, your child knows, one, what it is that they need to do and what they're responsible for, but also what to expect at dinner time. And now you accountability and your child is going to hold you accountable and you're going to hold them accountable. And that's going to give you a lot more ease to getting them to the table to actually sit down and enjoy the meal. For our toddlers, the pre-meal time routine is going to look a bit different. You are going to set the rule and expectation non-verbally and verbally, if you like, and you're going to establish the place where they're going to sit. With bringing the toddler to the meal timetable, you want to really start with the chair and making sure that they know that that's their chair, that they are part of the dinner table, because sometimes high chairs are like in the corner and the parents are here. This is like the adult table. No, bring it over. We're all going to eat together and we're going to have fun with it and have it so that they continue to grow and to love that dinner time. So that's pre-meal time routines and expectations and rules that I think that all parents should have when it comes to meal time. Now, once we get our child to the dinner table and they are observing what it is on their plate, maybe they chose, you know, broccoli over carrots for dinner because you gave them that choice. Awesome. We're going to talk about that at the dinner table to keep them engaged and at the dinner table longer. We're going to ask why they like broccoli. We're going to talk about maybe the textures that broccoli has or the taste or if it's cold or hot. We're really just going to have those type of conversations with your child to keep them at the table. And then you can start going beyond that. Like, how was your day? What did you know? Those kind of conversations. Or did you have fun on the playground today with your caregiver? These kind of things are going to keep your child at the table. Some expectations and rules should also address screen time and those type of things at the table. Some children, they have to have the iPad with them. Some parents like their phones at the table. 
you as a family have to come up with an agreement on what type of rules and expectations you want around mealtime so that if your goal is to keep in there and sustain and have that meaningful interaction, address those things and, and replace those behaviors. And then once we are all done with eating and everyone is happy and food is digested, we are ready to move on with the next routine, which is going to be bedtime at some point. We want to make sure that our child continues to own and is responsible for their place at the table. So we want everyone to clean up, right? Maybe one person in the family is responsible for getting the plates or whatever the case is. But I do think that the cleanup time Time should be a family opportunity, including your child. So one, they're still building vocabulary, they're building routines, independence, and also that accountability. Like, yes, it is my turn to do this. I'm going to take lead on that, um, whether it's like I said, throwing the food in the trash or renting the plates or loading the dishwasher with obviously support and assistance. These are things that we want to make sure is happening post meal time every time. As a speech language pathologist, here are some of the things that I look for around mealtime. One is how quickly can you get your child to the dinner table with ease and effort? The second thing is I'm going to look at is like how long can they sit at the dinner table and eat? And what behaviors are we seeing? Are they just moving the food around? Are they throwing food on the floor? Is the iPad at the table? These are things that I'm looking to see. Where can we support your child in their engagement to help facilitate more language development, more speech development, and specifically too in the area of feeding? We want to see how they're feeding is impacting other things. So parents, if you are seeing some unwanted behaviors, that could be a number of things. One, it could be communication-based. There can be some language delays or gaps in terms of the way you're communicating and what your child understands or is expressing. It could also be a mechanics in terms of the mechanics of your child's tongue, lip, and jaw and the way that they swallow food, the way they breathe, and all of those things. Should you have any concerns about whether your child is choking on food or not eating as many a variety of food or different types of foods and textures, I would recommend that you reach out to your speech-language pathologist so that they can help guide and get to the root cause of it so that mealtime can be very much more enjoyable and a happy time. Because guess what? It is. It's a great time to connect. It's a great time to enjoy. It's a great time to share experiences and your day. And so we want to keep mealtime a really special time for our family as we continue to grow. Parents, this week, I challenge you to create routines pre-meal time, for mealtime and post mealtime. Also, don't forget to include expectations and rules around mealtime so that your child feels supported and has some predictability. Thank you for listening to the Speech Boutique Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode and gained valuable insights from our mealtime discussion. If you want to stay updated on my latest episodes, be sure to subscribe and leave a review. I appreciate your support and look forward to sharing more with you in the future. Tune in next week to catch some Z's and elevate your bedtime routine. Next week, we are talking about the bedtime routine.